Welcome back to the weekly wrap brought to you by the team at Mercado. Purpose of these uh, updates is to give you what is the driving forces behind agricultural markets in Australia. Uh, as is always the case, uh, if you're listening to this podcast, if you're enjoying it, please leave a, a like or a rating or a review on wherever you're listening to this podcast. Uh, if possible, share it with your friends, retweet it, throw it on your LinkedIn or your Facebook or your Bebo or your MySpace or whatever you're using on your social media. Uh, this week we're going to be covering off on wool, livestock and grains. Uh, but first of all, we're going to mix things up a bit and we're going to start off with handing you off to Robert who will cover off on the wool market. Thanks, Andrew. Um, I almost feel like I shouldn't be talking about the wool market the way it opened uh, and remembering that we're coming back after a three-week winter recess. Um, it was, uh, well, as they say in the markets, it was red ink everywhere. And, uh, and one of the uh, responses from growers, of course, is to um, pass wool in, not sell it. In um, Across the, the, the three selling centres, Melbourne, Sydney and Fremantle, there was 26% of the wool offered was passed in, but uh, that didn't really tell the full story because it wasn't quite that high in Melbourne and Sydney, but in Western Australia, 55% or more than half of the wool that was offered was passed in, and in fact in the fleece section, um, it was 66% of fleece wool didn't get sold, so buyers um, went away empty-handed. Um, and just to put some bail numbers on that, I mean, it's, it's quite a small... Um, clearance of wool because in Western Australia of the 3,780 bales that were offered on the first day, uh, just under 1,700 were sold. So um, not great. The, the, um, the story behind it, I think, is that this is another reminder that uh, markets are driven by demand. They're not driven by um, supply. We do see at times where shorts of supply can um, really squeeze markets up, but in the end, it's demand. And sometimes the if you're coming on the back of a, a squeeze in price because of supply not meeting demand, uh, the reaction is uh, is what we're seeing now. And uh, the old adage where uh, the best uh, cure for high prices are high prices certainly plays out right now. The Eastern market indicator is to put a, a level on it. It's back to where it was in December of, of 2017. So not very good, not a great result, not much to talk about. The one, I guess, if we're going to try and find one positive, and that was the carding seemed to do pretty well this week, but all the fleece wools, whether they were fine merino, medium merino um, or crossbreds, all got belted, Andrew. And uh, hopefully next week we can uh, we see a reaction to this with uh, buyers suddenly deciding that uh, they've found some demand. But um, this week, nothing good to talk about. And remembering that, as I said, it's after the winter break, which is when... Um, exporters usually travel to their customers in the northern hemisphere so a lot would have went to china someone went to europe and uh, they've come back and um and dealt this up so uh i'm out of here now thanks well it seems like the wool industry these days is constantly breaking records uh this one the uh the passing rate i'm going to pass you off to matt now and he's going to cover off on livestock Thanks for that, Andrew. And we'll jump straight into the beef market. Uh, this week we looked at our F1 Wagyu analysis that we return to occasionally with the data supplied from uh, Auctions Plus, very kindly. Uh, some suggestions or discussion at least with uh, F1 and Wagyu industry participants in recent times had suggested that um, the premiums were starting to return. The, the analysis we did back in November showed that uh, pretty much the F1 Wagyu was down, hovering around the same levels as the Eki for a similar type kind of eki style eligible cattle but f1 wagyu and um yeah recently 
uh, we have seen or had seen some suggestion that 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 premium had been increasing. So we looked at the data again just to see if that was the case, and it was a fairly curious um, bit of movement going on there. Certainly in the early part of uh, this year and into the latter part of last year, uh, the um, there were a couple of times where the premium did start to sneak up again slightly, up into the kind of 20% above the ecchi, but it didn't last very long. Came back again and and actually. Really interestingly, in the last um, three or four months, the F1 Wagyu, as reported on Auctions Plus, has actually traded a discount. Um, if you look at the um, average price since uh, the start of, uh, uh, would have been probably about the start of March, uh, it's sitting around 4.27 cents a kilo carcass weight for an F1 Wagyu on Auctions Plus compared to an average Eki of about 4.75. Uh, and uh, at one stage there it got down to a discount of around 26%, um, which is the most extreme it's ever been, certainly the, the widest it's ever been, um, and then it's kind of narrowed back to about a 10% discount. But it did um, beg the question because uh, discussion with industry reps uh, have suggested that cattle that's going direct that are F1 WAG are actually still achieving um, between a 30 to a 45% premium above the ECI. So something's going astray there and, and certainly um, talking with uh, Angus Street from Auctions Plus and also the Australian Wagyu Association uh, representatives, um, they confirmed that a lot, of the, uh, a lot of the sellers and vendors they had on Auctions Plus uh, through the 2015-16 into early 17 period, uh, they hadn't returned this time around. Um, so the volumes were down and, and the types of cattle going through there uh, looked to be a different type than what were uh, going through the system uh, when we were originally running that analysis. Uh, really qu- makes this question, um, you know, the lack of data around um, this Wagyu space and certainly Mercado would like to see uh, a little bit more data there. So we're working with industry representatives to try and see if we can get something up and running. A bit similar to the uh, the cattle on feed report that comes out on a quarterly basis perhaps where we can actually get a bit more of an idea as to what's going on with supply and demand and prices in that Wagyu sector. Uh, before I finish on beef cattle, just one of the really interesting things that happened this week, which we haven't quite reported yet on Mercado, but it's worthy of noting, um, the beef uh, trade flows to China uh, for uh, the month of uh, July uh, were the highest across all destinations, so they actually pipped Japan um, is such the demand that's coming out of China at the moment for Australian beef. And this year alone we've seen um, China move from fourth place, which is where they were at the start of the season uh, in terms of the main destination for exports. And then uh, earlier in the year it, it eclipsed South Korea on third place. And uh, uh, and just this um, this year, if you look at the average over the whole year, they've just, um, they've just pipped um, the USA for second place. Uh, so they're just sitting uh, at about 21.4% of our market share goes to China of our beef in Australia and about 21.3% goes to the US as of this year. Um, Japan's sitting on 24.7%. Um, but, um, you know, they're still comfortably in fourth place as, as per the whole year. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how it continues to develop because this uh, Asian swine fever in China, I don't think it's run its course yet, so we might be seeing still some more flows uh, going from Australia to China. And um, looking at uh, export markets across in lamb and uh, mutton, uh, we have seen the markets slowly come off in terms of volume. So, and it, it, look, that's normal for this time of year. Coming into winter, we get tight supply in Australia and higher prices, which is what we've been seeing. Uh, even even despite in recent weeks that the ESTLI has come off uh, over 100 cents, but um, you know the impact of those higher prices and, and lower supply through winter is that we do get lower exports, and indeed the lamb exports are the lowest we've seen it this year. 
uh, and the mutton exports also the lowest percent of this year in July. Um, generally speaking, that's uh, the, the lows we, we tend to see. And so from here on in, as we start to see the, the lambs coming forward in the spring flush, uh, we'll start, and, and, and obviously um, some more mutton available as well, we'll start to see those volumes pick up as we head towards the end of the year. Um, certainly uh, the, um, the reports from MLA recently have, have been saying that we are starting to see some spring lambs coming out of New South Wales uh, uh, just in the last few weeks, so um, the beginnings of that spring flush occurring, and we're certainly seeing that in the in the price uh, shown at the markets with the uh, both the ESTLI and the national tra- uh, national lamb indicator coming off, and the uh, national mutton indicator also softer. Uh, that's pretty much for this week. Thanks for that, Matt. It's very interesting to see that well, China is definitely a monster when it comes to exports these days, and it'll be interesting to see. You know, the current pace it's going that, uh, you know, potentially in the next couple of years, we'll see China being a bigger customer for Australian beef than domestic demand, uh, if, if that kind of pace continues. In an unusual turn of events, we're going to do grain now. Usually we do that at the start, but we're going to do it at the end today. We're going to start locally. In Victoria, we have woke up yesterday morning to some pretty good rainfalls. Uh, a lot of people are saying they've had between 20 and 25 mils. I think I had about 24 in my place, uh, so that's pretty good. That's really set them up pretty well for the next month, and uh, let's not, you know, put a jinx on it, but it looks like it's set itself up for having, you know, a pretty good crop. Internationally, the wheat market has been, you know, a bit of, bit of range trading just up and down around about the similar sort of levels to last week. Uh, there is a bit of bearish uh, tone at the moment with uh, basically uh, it looks like you know, production in the EU, for instance, is looking a lot better than expected and the quality is looking pretty good. Big direction over the next week will be the USDA report, there, which is the World Agricultural Supply and Demand Estimates, which is due out next week. And that will a lot of people will be looking to that to see if there's any surprises. Uh, the big one is still that corn issue in the, in the US. One of the articles we looked at this week uh, on Mercado was... Uh, the Kansas versus Chicago. Uh, typically, Chicago wheat would be trading at a discount to Kansas, but over the last, you know, probably the last six months or so, maybe a little bit longer than that, you know, it has been moving the opposite way, with Chicago, which is a low protein wheat, trading at a premium to Kansas, and it's probably the highest premium we've had in a long time. And uh, the question remains: Will it? Uh, will Chicago fall to meet Kansas, or will Kansas rise to meet uh, Chicago? You can read all about that on macaro.com.au, so I won't spend too much longer on that. Uh, really, that's about it from the grain side of things. It will be a case of waiting and watching for next week's WASTA, uh, but generally things are probably looking on the wheat picture pretty good, and it will just be a case of uh, you know how far will the downgrade be for uh, for Russia. So, as is always the case, thank you, dear listeners, for listening. Uh, we hope you've enjoyed this podcast. Hope you learned something. Uh, we'll be back to you next week. We've got a couple of very interesting uh, long podcasts. Uh, the conversations coming up. We have uh, ones on the wool industry, and we have got uh, ones on supermarkets. Are they the friend or foe of agriculture? So you guys all have a good weekend, and we will speak to you soon. Bye bye.